Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadeshatarine Vanchakalpatarugyascha Kripa Sindhuya Evacha Patitanam Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Nama E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinavando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kantaradha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hare Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Anveta Gadadhar Shivasari Gauravaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya This evening we are reading from Bhagavad Gita. How fortunate we are. Hearing from Lord Krishna. Actually today, no, we're hearing from Arjuna. <clears throat> this is chapter 11, the universal form. And uh, this is verse number 38, is it? Okay, let's chant this together. <clears throat> this is uh, these are Anush, uh, sorry, not Anushtup. These are these are Trishtup meter. Uh, these prayers. Oh, I was hoping there wouldn't be one of these. <laughs> okay. Uh, Krishna, thank you. <clears throat> Tom Adi Deva Purusha Puranas Tom Adi Deva Purusha Puranas Tom Asya Vishvasya Parang Nidhanam Tamasya Vishvasya Parang Nidanam Vittasi Vedyam Chaparang Chadama Vittasi Vedyam Chaparang Chadama Vittasi 
Tvayatatam Vishwam Anantarupa Tvayatatam Vishwam Anantarupa Mm-hmm. All right, word for word. Tam, you, Adideva, the original Supreme God, Purusha, personality, Purana, old, Tam, you, Asya, of this, Vishvasya, universe, Param, transcendental, Nidhanam, refuge, Veta, the knower, Asi, you are, Vidyam, the knowable, cha, and param, transcendental, cha, and dhamma, refuge, tvaya, by you, tatam, pervaded, Vishvam, the universe. Anantarupa, O unlimited form. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C.E. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, you are the original personality of Godhead, the oldest, the ultimate sanctuary of this manifested cosmic world. You are the knower of everything, and you are all that is knowable. You are the supreme refuge above the material modes. O limitless form, this whole cosmic manifestation is pervaded by you. Hmm. Prabhupada explains everything is resting on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, he is the ultimate rest. Nidhanam means that everything, even the Brahman effulgence, rests on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. He is the knower of everything that is happening in this world. And if knowledge has any end, he is the end of all knowledge. <laughs> Therefore, he is the known and the knowable. 
he is the object of knowledge because he is all-pervading. Because he is the cause in the spiritual world, he is transcendental. He is also the chief personality in the transcendental world. And so ends Prabhupada's purport to this verse. Okay. Tvam adideva purusha puranas tamasya vishvasya parang nidanam vittasivedyamcha parang chadama tvayatatam vishvam anantarupam. Hmm. Arjuna is in a special kind of mood because of the special nature of what he sees <laughs> and what he has just heard. Uh, this chapter is called The Universal Form, um, Virat, what is it, Virat Rupa Yoga. Mm. There's different sorts of universal form and this one is a very dramatic form because in this display of his universal form, Lord Krishna is essentially swallowing everything. <laughs> he's like open his mouth and he's swallowing up everything. So it's, uh, it's, it's a especially terrifying form. And why is he showing this? Well, what's the situation? Uh, the context, the context is there's about to be a big battle and it's going to be a very destructive battle. It's going to be what in the Mahabharata is sometimes referred to as Rana Yajna. Rana means battlefield, Yajna means Yajna a sacrifice of battle. It's, it's going to be very destructive and Krishna has just before this declared um, that uh, this is the case. It's going to be destructive. Why? Because Kalosmi loka kshayakrit pravidha Lokam samahartam iha pravitta. Um, time I am, kalo asmi, the great destroyer of the worlds. Loka kshaya krit. Pravidha, loka kshaya krit, the great destroyer. And why does he say this? Because Arjuna asked him, who are you? <laughs> he says, okay, you want to know. Uh, this is who I am. I am Kala. I am time. And that word Kala uh, indicating time specifically indicates the destructive force of time. So uh, this is a battlefield. There's going to be great destruction. It's going to happen because of the time factor, we may say, and 
What's behind the time factor? It's Krishna, the Lord himself. And so he is appropriately, because he's been asked by Arjuna to show this virat rupa, it's appropriate that he shows that aspect of it which is destructive. Uh, and Arjuna is expressing his amazement. I suppose if we wanted to uh, reflect on this, uh, especially 11th chapter, in terms of rasa, we could say that this is adbuta rasa. It is the rasa of wonder. He is amazed. He is awestruck. You know this word awe, A-W-E. Uh, awe and veneration. Huh? Air force, yeah. So he's in that, um, he's in that condition of awe and veneration, which is Hmm. forced, you can say, by his own <laughs> his own request. He wanted to see this form. In effect, you can say the Lord was, you sure you want? <laughs> you sure you want to see this? Okay. <laughs> Brace yourself. So this is uh, the situation. Um, but uh, Arjuna is despite this uh, shocking situation, he's, he's not, um, he hasn't lost his, uh, his powers of, of speech. He's speaking very eloquently. And, uh, and in his speech, he's addressing Krishna. The first word is tvam. And it's interesting, I think, that it's Tvam and not Bhavan. Uh, Tvam is the familiar form of second person addressing you, and Bhavan would be the formal. Um, not sure, I think Bhavan also appears in the Gita. Um, and you'd sort of expect him now, he's in awe and veneration, so he might address with the formal Bhavan, but no. It's the informal, the familiar. So we may want to say he's uh, not forgetting his very close relation with the Lord, despite his awe, being awestruck. He's, he's, he hasn't forgotten that uh, his, his real relationship is, is that of friendship uh, with the Lord. Uh, Sa evayam ayatedya yoga propta puratana bhakto sime sakacha iti rahasya hi etad uttamam. Thank you. Um, Saka, you are my, mm, my friend. One explanation of the word saka, interesting explanation, sa can mean with, and ka can indicate eating. So a saka is the sort of friend that you could sit down 
together with to have a meal. In uh, traditional Indian culture, people are very careful who they who they eat with <laughs> and who they don't eat with. So a sakha is that sort of friend you can sit down and have a meal with. <laughs> in any case, that's how he's Arjuna is described. So, and that is why Krishna speaks the Gita too. Arjuna. Uh, and that's what is explained in the fourth chapter. So, remembering that, he's now, however, praising uh, with exalted, exalted words um, appropriate for what he sees. Adi Deva, Purusha, Purana, Purana. Uh, Asya Vishvasya Param Nidanam uh, and Vetas Veta Asi. Um, asi is a verb. You are. What are you? You are Veta. You are a knower. A person who knows. Uh, we may remember the verse from 15th chapter. Sarvasya Chaham. Ridhisannivishto matasmritirgyanam apohanam cha vedaischa sarvair aham eva vedya vedanta krit vedavit eva cha aham. There, Krishna is declaring himself to be a knower. And now Arjuna is saying, you are a knower. And um, Prabhupada is translating it, not just that he is a knower, he is a knower of everything. Um, which is not said in the verse, but it may be in the commentaries. In any case, it's implied uh, in this verse from the 15th chapter. Um, Samatitani vartamanani charjuna bhavishani chabutani mam tu veda nakaschana. I know all living beings, past, present, future. Me? Nobody knows. Uh, so, one of the attributes, one of the characteristics, features of Krishna, of God, is that he is knower of everything. The English word for this is omniscience. Um, there's uh, in, in modern theology, uh, public discourse about the nature of God, uh, there is an expression, um, perfect being theology as the sort of starting point. So how should we understand God? Okay, let's, let's start out by assuming that for someone to be qualified as God, one thing is they have to be omnipotent, all-powerful. One is they have to be omniscient, all-knowing. 
And in some cases, uh, they will say, I forget the term now, uh, that he is aloof from everything and therefore not, uh, ex not experiencing suffering. So this is actually, you could say, this part of the Gita is kind of a declaration of perfect being theology. Um, so let's see. Yeah, it's also in the form of a list. In a sense, you are this, and you are this, and you are this, and you are this. You are so many things. And now someone could, could question. Um, he's speaking to Krishna, right? Doesn't Krishna already know this? <laughs> Arjuna is telling him, you're the Supreme Lord. Um, so does Krishna not know this already? Maybe he needs reminding. Oh, I forgot, I'm the Supreme Lord. No, that wouldn't be the reason. It would be more that although he's uh, speaking, technically he's speaking to Krishna, but really he's speaking to us. And he's doing this to, um, he's describing the Lord in this way to emphasize his supremacy. All the different aspects of what it means to be God, he's, he's elaborating. Um, and we could call this kirtan. <laughs> kirtan, he's glorifying the Lord. Uh, I was just hearing a nice uh, discussion um, of uh, two devotees, three devotees, about, um, well, not about the Gita, it was about, not about the Bhagavad Gita, but about the Gopi Gita. <laughs> but the point was being made, I think it was Madhavananda Prabhu, that um, in Chaitanya Lila, we see two kinds of, of Kirtan, or Sankirtan. One is, one is private and one is public. And that it's uh, Lord Chaitanya's career, so to say, his preaching, started out uh, private in the, in the house of Shiva's Thakur. They had their nocturnal kirtans, and it was behind closed doors. And it was by invitation only. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be let in unless you had your invitation card. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, you could say the ecstasy of his private kirtan was too much to contain. Uh, and so it sort of burst out into public and it became the Sankirtan movement, uh, which uh, then spread by Lord Chaitanya's desire and by his mercy, first through Navadvip and then through what is now India and so on. And then Lord Chaitanya returns to Puri 
and in his final years, again his kirtan becomes private. And it becomes most private in his residence, the Gambira. Uh, so we could ask, so what kind of kirtan is uh, this kirtan of Arjuna's? Is it public or private? Well, it seems to me it's quite public. It's on a battlefield. It's in, in between the armies. Um, how, much the, the, how much everyone could hear this. But uh, Dhritarashtra is hearing. Sanjaya is hearing and he's relating. So it's available. And of course, then it becomes available to us. So that's very nice. Um, uh, the, um, but we may wonder about this pri private side of kirtan because um, because Rajavidya Rajaguhyam and several times guhya, this confidentiality is emphasized in the Gita. What I'm teaching you is confidential, uh, this most confidential knowledge. As for example, I have to support what I'm saying, otherwise you may not believe me. <laughs> hmm. Iti te jnanam akyatam guhyat guhyataram maya vimrishyaita asheshena yatechasi tata kuru. Krishna says, Shishipala Lakshmi Nisangadeki Krishna says to Arjuna, Thus I have explained to you knowledge still more confidential. Deliberate on this fully and then do what you wish to do. Kuhyat, uh, kuhyataram. And then he says, that was kuhyat, kuhyataram. And then uh, verse 64, this is 18th chapter. Sarva kuhyatamam bhuyaha, shinume paramangvacha. Ishto asi me dridham iti tato vakshami te hitam. Because you are my very dear friend, I am speaking to you my supreme instruction, paramambacha, the most confidential knowledge of all, sarva guhyatamam. So there's guhya, there's guhyatara, and there's guhyatamam. Guhya means confidential, guhyatara means more confidential, and guhyatamam means most confidential. So here he says it's most confidential. And what's the most confidential knowledge? Well, it's not very confidential because we know what it is, <laughs> you may say. Or we can understand it's confidential because even you may hear what it is, if you don't really imbibe it, you won't get it. So what is that confidential knowledge? Manmana bhava mat bhakto madhyaji mam namaskuru 
Mahamevaishasi Satyam Te Pratijane Priyosime. Always think of me. Become my devotee, worship me, and offer your homage unto me. Thus you will come to me without fail. Mam Eva Ishyasi. You'll come to me without fail. Pratijane, I promise you this. Uh, because Priya Asi, you are dear to me. And then, Sarva Dharman Parityaja. Mamegam Sharanam Raja Ahang Tong Sarvavapevyo Mokshaishami Mahasucha Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. That's confidential knowledge. So there's two sides, I think. There's there's a public side and then there's this kind of privacy to this to this knowledge and privacy or confidentiality suggests something to cherish something to really you know you want to you want to protect it you want to uh, nurture it carefully and this I believe is what um, what is important for us to have the sense that here is something we need to, for ourselves, to nourish, to, um, uh, yeah, cherish and nourish. Nourish and cherish. <laughs> How would you say cherish in Verchatsen? Any other word? Cherish. Verchatsen, okay. So, right, those are a few points. Um, maybe I'd stop here and see if there's any reflections. Just a few comments. In the different moods, like external and more internal, my question is for us maybe can be there some difference in our kirtan, I mean, now the singing of the holy names, when we do it external, or maybe internal in small circle, uh, in some more small circles, like more private. But like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had also similar, like that he had public big kirtans, mm -hmm. and also his. Yeah, the most public of Lord Chaitanya's kirtan um, that's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Well, there's two. One, one is the Navadvip Kirtans. They would go about, and the way Krishna does, no, um, Rindavandas Thakur in Chaitanya Bhagavat describes that there were thousands of people. Hard to imagine. Mm. Um, and the other is, is of course, Jagannath Ratayatra in Puri. And in Puri it's interesting because, um, yeah, there, there are these two aspects going on in Puri. He's, he's um, in the earlier time in Puri, there's more public, Lord Chaitanya is more, more visible, he is with his associates, he is in the temple, 
they're doing kirtan in the temple, that's also public. And then, uh, and then Rata Yatra and the devotees are coming from, um, from Bengal for Rata Yatra. So it's, it's quite a, and then there's all these, how many, seven different kirtan parties like that. It's, it's a big, you can imagine the, the, what we call wampers <laughs> and so on. And so many madangas. Uh, and then there was his kirtan in in his amongst his uh, close associates. And we, you've seen, I think, uh, this very nice painting that shows Lord Chaitanya with Gadadhar Pandit, Nityananda Prabhu, I think, is there and uh, a few other devotees, and Haridas Thakur is there, and they're reading Bhagavatam. I believe Gadadhar Pandit is, is the one who is reciting his reading out from a manuscript. And in the very front, doing Dandavat, you see King Prataparudra. Uh, he's offering his Dandavats to the devotees. So it's this small group. Um, it's it's an intimate group, but it shows the king being present. I've heard it said that that painting was commissioned by the king. He wanted to show himself, you know, as being in this intimate circle, so to say. That's common in Europe. You see. Uh, you know, the, the, the kings were always having their portrait painted together with the Pope or whatever, you know, or with uh, some saints. Uh, and then, as I said, the most sort of, and then the most intimate, his closest associates were Ramananda Rai and Swarvadamadar. And with these two devotees specifically, he would uh, he would have his his deepest uh, we can say deepest kirtan um, in the Gambira, hearing and relishing the Bhagavatam. Actually, so you're wondering how to relate this to ourselves. Well, we have smaller groups, and we have larger groups, and we have public. We go on the streets and do harina, that's public. So both are, both are there, and both are valuable, and uh, we are enriched by all of them in different ways. I, by these different sorts of kirtan in different ways. Yeah. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for the lovely evening class. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. <laughs> so, my question is actually about the same topic, 
like uh, I don't want to exaggerate, but you know, once I heard even saying you know a kirtan without the proper mood of the chanters is not even called kirtan, you know, because like I was reflecting like we're doing kirtan and the intention of let's say the close the small group is to glorify the Lord, and then you see somebody sitting in the back having a conversation or, you know, not present in the kirtan, in the same room, or either also, let's say, also chanting along, but not really with the, any... Not really there. Not, not really there, or even worse to show off or something. So what, what, what to do in such case, you know, like, I, I know it kind of sounds selfish. Grab and them proud. by the neck, <laughs> pull them in. I'm sorry, it may sound selfish and proud, but, you know, but, uh, (laughs) and of course, I don't have any devotion while chanting, but, you know, what what to do in such cases, because you don't feel any connection. Um, Well, I would say the first thing is worry first about yourself, not about others. (laughs) And... uh, Yeah, kirtan, sankirtan is not something artificial. Uh, we, if we focus on pleasing the Lord, uh, as we do so, that will be attractive to the Lord. And if the Lord is attracted, he may attract others to participate in that, in that kirtan. Um, mm, well, I suppose so many things could be said, but that would be the main thing, I would say. Let's focus on our own our own effort in pleasing the Lord by kirtan. And with that, part of that is Part of pleasing the Lord is being um, inviting, so encouraging others to participate. And this can be, again, it doesn't have to be artificial, but we can encourage others, sometimes just with a glance, you know, come on, let's go. Sometimes you grab a devotee by the by the arm and pull them in. <laughs> and you know, there's different ways. We see when the when there's a really rocking kirtan and devotees in, are in a circle and then they'll have one after another devotees dancing in the middle. Come on, you're next, next, you you know. Um I like to see um my god brother Trivikram Swami, he's, he just loves kirtan. He just, all kinds of kirtan. He just, every opportunity, let's have kirtan. And he likes to get everyone involved. He says, come on, get in here. And often it, it just takes like that, a little encouragement, and then one feels involved. Um, yeah, you have to experiment. 
Um, we also see, speaking of public kirtan, if you ever go out uh, on Harinam with um, with Indra Swami, he will have uh, he'll have everything quite organized, and part of his organizing is that the ladies, some of the ladies, are sort of given the task that when they're having kirtan in one place and the pub public are standing around and looking, then the ladies go, when they see children, they invite the children to come and then they have them sort of, you know, in a very gentle way, sort of dancing in a circle and, and the ladies guide them. And in this way, get them involved. And because the kids are involved, the parents are involved. <laughs> the parents of those kids, they're naturally, oh, there's my little, there's my little, whatever, my, my little treasure is there. <laughs> and then they're taking pictures. <clears throat> so that's uh, a way of involvement. Um, yeah, we, in public kirtan, we we'll sometimes do kirtan for a while and then stop, and then someone will speak for a couple of minutes, explaining to the public what's going on, inviting, inviting them to participate. Yeah, kirtan. Um, Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur uh, explains the word samkirtan as meaning both congregational samkirtan and as a complete description or complete glorification. Um, the word kirta uh, means simply to describe and it can also mean to glorify, to praise. Um, so a complete description, Sankirtan, uh, is what is aimed for. And that complete description is there in the Maha Mantra. It's complete and at the same time there's other ways of describing, for example, the, these verses in the Bhagavad Gita are describing. So in a sense, there's never completeness. The Ananta Shesha is constantly glorifying the Lord with how many heads, and he's never coming to the end. So how can it be complete? Well, it's complete and it's becoming more complete. <laughs> So yeah, we, we encourage everyone, come and help make this glorification of the Lord more complete. <laughs> let's, let's, if we can all join in, we make it more, more and more complete. Is that okay? Right. 
any other reflection, reflections, thoughts? Yes, Gorang. My question is, um, Prabhupada said, in the end of his life, you know, only 50%, 50% is left with one ashram. Uh-huh. My question is regarding the varners, the material identity, and the ahankara. So my question is um, that we often refer to as the ahankara as, you know, extremely negative, just get rid of it, like the false ego is connected to pride. My question is, is there also a place for the ego in a sattvic way, like in a healthy way, as a stepping stone to spirituality? Hmm. Or is it really like ahankara means, <laughs> like really it's connected to pride and, and just, it's just... All nasty things. Yeah. yeah. In um, in the beginning of the Veda Stuti, uh, Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 87, uh, there's a question Maharaj Pariksit asks, how is it possible for the Veda to describe uh, Brahman which is um, beyond all of the categories, uh, the jati, the guna, the kriya, and the dravya of this world. And then the rest of the chapter is answering that question, although in a rather um, indirect way, I think. But uh, starting with the second verse, it gives an indirect answer that the Lord creates the mind, the intelligence, um, and he doesn't mention ego, mind, intelligence, uh, and senses, and prana, these four things. For two purposes. One is as instruments for the living entities, for the jivas, uh, to fulfill their desires. And uh, the second reason is for liberation, for, um, yeah, so that uh, they can, through these facilities, through these tools, they can attain liberation. So, one could extrapolate, one could say, well, by that logic, then also the ahamkara would have a function. It has a function in this world of giving us identity um, by which we can go about our business. And in that sense, um, it's, it's kind of neutral. And even the literal translation uh, ahamkara, uh, mm, I am the doer, it could be translated that way, I am the doer. So that's, in, that's sort of true, 
<laughs> we have agency, and we also have agency as pure spirit soul. That's the Gaudiya Vaishnava understanding. Uh, the um, the uh, Advaita Vadins, the Mayavadis, uh, they take it that we have no agency. Um, because ultimately we are Brahman, and Brahman is just consciousness, and it doesn't do anything. There's no object of that consciousness. It's conscious of itself. No, we say uh, the self, Atma, Jiva, is conscious, and uh, consciousness, and is an agent. So to say, I am the doer is not false, even for the liberated soul. Prabhupada translates with the word ego. Translations, you know, there's always a challenge with a translation. It may not entirely cover uh, the original meaning. Uh, but I don't know if that answers your question. Yes, I think it can be taken in a more neutral sense. The danger is, just like with the mode of goodness, if we get too comfortable with the mode of goodness, that's also not what we want, right? <laughs> Do you feel that's the problem of the devotees, that they're too much in the mode of goodness and they struggle, therefore? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. This was a very wonderful. <laughs> right. Yes, Akila. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, to bring this point a little further, could one say that the spirit soul is active by desiring? Is that the is that the activity of the soul to desire? Well, we can say that's the beginning of of agency. Uh, and then in pure in pure consciousness that desire is of course to please the Lord, to serve the Lord. Uh, so that's where instead of kama we have prema and the desire is to please the senses of the lord instead of our own senses and then having that desire okay i want to please the senses of the lord atashi krishna namadi nabave grahyam indriya sevan mukhehi jivano we begin with the tongue engaging, uh, doing something. And then, how does the verse start? Rishikena Rishikesha Sevanam. So anyway, serving the Lord of the senses with our senses. There's agency there as well. And Krishna says in the Gita, he's just said uh, in verse, was it 34, 33, 
Mm. Yeah, after he says, I'm time and I'm going to destroy everything, tasmatam utishta yesho labasva jitva shatrun bhunkshva rajang samridham mayai vaite nihataha purvameva nimitta matram bhava savyasachin. Mm. Nimitta, Prabhupada translates as the cause, just the cause. And I think, um, yeah, in the translation of the verse, instrument, just be an instrument, nimitta. And that could also, I mean, technically, um, the word karta is translated as agent, one who acts, karta, kartri. But nimitta is also suggesting, be my, be my agent, be my instrument. There's agency, there's, there's responsibility there. Even though you are left-handed, <laughs> Savyasachi, <laughs> you are Bogan Shutsa who can shoot left-handed and right-handed. <laughs> yeah, right. So thank you all, and uh, thank you all for allowing me to be here the last two weeks. I've been sort of a mm, little bit reclusive most of the time I've been here, um, for whatever reason. But uh, I'm appreciating what all of you are doing here, serving Lord Nrsinghadev. It's wonderful. So tomorrow morning, Tomorrow morning, I'm heading off, and I'll be back as soon as I can. Whenever that will be. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki jai, Shri Pralad Lakshmi Singadev ki jai, Singat Shalom Dham ki jai, Gaur Premanandi. Krishna Kshetamaraj ki jai.